You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So to kind of get us all on the same page, for anybody who is joining us perhaps uh, and missed the last two weeks, again, this conversation has been about the, the biblical roots of the Mass. We're looking at Scripture. We're looking primarily right now at the Old Testament. We're building our way into the New Testament. Week one, we asked the question, who decides how we worship God? Is it God or is it us? And we determine what? Who determines how we worship? God, absolutely. God tells us how we worship. We look at the book of Exodus and primarily in the book of Exodus when God called his people out of Egypt to worship him and him alone, he taught them how to worship him. He gave them very strict rules and guidelines and laws to worship him and him alone. So it's God who decides how we worship. And last week we asked the question, well, if if God determines how we worship him, then how did he determine how we worship? And last week we talked about the main source of worship, which was what? What word? Sacrifice. That's what you were thinking. You were thinking sacrifice. Now it's all coming together. We, last week we talked about sacrifice. We looked at the Old Testament and how sacrifice is present all throughout the Bible. Even the beginning with Cain and Abel, Moses, Noah, Abraham. Sacrifice always had four components. It had the offering, that which was to be sacrificed. It had the person doing the sacrifice, the leader of the household. It would develop into the priesthood, which we're going to talk about next week. We also have an altar on which the sacrifice was offered. And then there was a consummation. The way that the sacrifice was consumed, it was either consumed by fire It was burned, the smoke would rise up to heaven, or it was consumed by eating. They had to consume it by eating the sacrifice. What we want to talk about today, again, these are all building blocks so we can understand the Mass, because the Mass comes from our conversation. What we want to talk about today is the main sacrifice in the Old Testament, arguably the main sacrifice, which was Passover. Let's talk about Passover today, just to give you a context and a background, and these are in your notes. We're not going to go over them, but you're more than welcome to, to go back and study them. In all of 11, verses 11, it, it talks about this idea of God coming to rescue his people. His people were enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years, and what had happened was The Israelite people, God's people, had begun to assimilate the Egyptian culture into their life. And part of that meant that they had begun to worship false idols of the Egyptians. They had begun to worship the Egyptian gods. And so God was going to pull them away from idol worship, pull them away from foreign worship, so that they could worship Him and Him alone. That's very important for us to realize. God was pulling his people because he is a jealous God. Pull them away from worshiping foreign gods so that they could worship their God and God alone. This is our first reading from today, which was so beautifully read. 
This is from Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 to 17. In those days, God delivered all these commandments by saying, I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. You shall not have any other gods besides me. You shall not carve idols for yourself in the shape of anything in the sky above or on the earth below or in the waters beneath the earth. You shall not bow down before them and worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. See, the Egyptians had gods of the sky and gods of the sea and gods of the, of the earth. And what happened was, again, the Israelites began to worship them. And God says, you shall carve no other gods. There's no other God besides me. I am a jealous God for your heart. You are precious to me. So God was taking his people out of Egypt so he could be theirs and they could be his. And so what's interesting is God sent plagues. We know the story about the plagues. God sent 10 plagues. And the 10 plagues corresponded to the 10 false gods that were being worshiped. In a sense, God was attacking. He was, it was an onslaught into these foreign gods. And you can read there on your own time, number 11, it, it talks about how each plague corresponds to each false god. The Passover was really about the 10th plague. The Passover was an attack directly on Pharaoh, who thought he was God. The 10th plague was to take away and to to kill every firstborn of the Egyptians, even Pharaoh's firstborn, the heir to him. And what we want to talk about today is, is the details of that Passover meal. So let's all together turn to number 12, for those of you who have a handout. We want to talk about three parts of the meal, three parts of the meal. These are the three parts we're going to remember. The blood of the lamb set them free. Second piece is the sacrifice is connected to a meal. And the third, the importance of the word memorial. Let's talk about the blood. If you had a chance to read Exodus chapter 12 before mass, you you heard the details of the story. God tells his people, we want you, I want you to take an unblemished male lamb, a one-year-old male lamb. Unblemished means it has no defilement. It has no imperfections. It's perfect. Now, as we, we go through these details, obviously we're trying to make connections to what we're doing here. The theme of the preaching series is behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The foundation for all of that is is happening right now in the Passover meal. Take an unblemished male lamb, a one-year-old male lamb, and sacrifice that to God. Kill it. Slaughter it. The blood will be shed. And take that blood and place the blood of the lamb on the lintel, the doorposts of your home. Take hyssop, dip it in the blood, and wipe it on the doorposts of the house. That doorpost will mark all the Israelite people. In a sense, God was saying, if you want to worship me, 
Yahweh, the only true God, I want you to mark your family with the blood of the lamb. And the, the angel of death will pass over the town. And as the angel of death sees the, the homes marked with the blood of the lamb, it will not take the firstborn son. It will pass over them. The blood of the lamb will save the family. And the family was to take the lamb and was to have a meal and to roast it. And the leader of the household, the the priest of the family, which was typically the father of the family, if there were smaller families, they could gather with other families. And they are to eat the lamb, to literally consume the lamb, the meat, the flesh. They were to have unleavened bread and bitter herbs and there were to be cups of wine that were drunk. And they were to remember that this night, God is going to save us from slavery. God is going to rescue us from foreign gods. And God said, you are to do this as a perpetual memorial. We'll get into that a few minutes. But the blood of the lamb was so important. When Pharaoh would wake up the next morning, this is what he would realize. A lot of my lambs are gone. And he's going to know where they went. He's also going to realize that a lot of my children, my Egyptian sons are dead, including mine. And he's going to know from whom that happened. Pharaoh is going to react violently. He's going to say, get away from me. Go into the desert and worship your God. I want nothing to do with you. The blood of the lamb will mark and identify all the Israelite people, God's people. So in a sense, God was saying, if you want to be my people, you have to mark yourself. You have to be willing to take whatever comes. Blood of the lamb was so important. It was the victim that was offered. Secondly, the sacrifice is connected to a meal. God says, I want you to sit down. I want you to eat. I want you to consume. There is food as part of the meal. And God goes into great detail. If you remember in week one, when God goes into detail, it communicates to us what is important to God. The Passover, God says, will stand at the head of your calendar. You will reckon it as the first month of the year. It means this is important. We're going to change our whole calendar to include this as the most important part of the calendar. On the 10th month, the details, right? The 10th month of this month, every family must procure for itself a lamb, one piece for each household. There was a meal, and this is the meal that Jesus is celebrating with his disciples at the Last Supper. They're gathering for the Passover. They're going to Jerusalem. Jesus says, go ahead of me and make preparations for the Passover. It's the meal in which they gather to consume the lamb. There's always lambs at the Passover. It's a remembrance of what was sacrificed back in the day, but what will be sacrificed then and there every time they celebrate the Passover. Next week, we're going to talk about what happens at the Last Supper. There's no lamb. There's no meat. And Jesus says these, some powerful words that kind of connect everything together for us. So it's, it's important that we recognize the blood of the lamb was important, that it was surrounding a meal in which lamb was consumed. And finally, 
Perhaps the most important thing this morning is the importance of the word memorial. Go with me there uh, to 21. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 14, it says this, this day will be a day of remembrance or memorial for you. When your future generations will celebrate with pilgrimage to the Lord, you will celebrate it as a statute forever. Key word, forever. This meal, this celebration is to be celebrated forever. Dr. Brand Petrie talks about in our understanding of the ancient rabbis, the teachers of the law, they saw each annual celebration of the Passover as a way of participating in the first exodus. It was a memorial in which the event was both remembered, and this is the key, somehow made present in their celebration. There's a difference between remembering and memorial. Okay, I need you to listen. This is important. There's a difference between remembering and memorial. When I remember something, I am recalling something that happened in the past. I'm recalling the details of it. I'm recalling who was, who was there. I'm recalling what happened. I'm, I'm recalling the emotion of the, of the event. I'm, I'm talking about something that happened years ago. I'm, I'm remembering it. But what memorial means is that when I recall what happened in the past, I'm actually making that event present in today's time. I'm representing that event, and when I represent it, I'm entering into the reality of what that event was. That's memorial, and that's important. Every time the Jewish people would, would celebrate the Passover, they were celebrating the reality that God was freeing them in that moment, not only from the gods of the, the false gods of the past, but they were entering into God being jealous for them in that moment. Then and now, making present in the present moment the mystery. This is so important because look, this is the connection. When we come to the altar and the priest who is offering the sacrifice, the offering to God on our behalf at the altar, he says the words of Jesus, the same words that Jesus said at the Last Supper, this is my body, do this in memory of me. When we say those words, we are entering into the same mystery of Jesus giving his body and blood to his disciples at the Last Supper. We are here. Jesus is here. There's only one mass. There's only one Lamb of God. There's only one sacrifice. There's only one cross. There's only one mystery that you and I are entering into now in our present time. It is represented to us. We're not just remembering something that happened in the past. We're not just recalling some story. We're entering into the reality. See, you and I worship on God's terms, in God's time. And God doesn't have time. God exists outside of time. And God came from outside of time 
into our time as the Son of God, the incarnate Son of God. But Jesus was divine and he was fully human. And so what Jesus can do is he can bring us into the reality of who he is. He's the Alpha and the Omega. And so when we celebrate a mystery of God, we enter into God's time. And so when we say the words of Jesus, those words go to the end of time and those words go to the beginning of time. They're timeless. And so we're entering into the mystery, the memorial of what Jesus did. It's very important for us to understand that. That's why we celebrate the same thing every time we come to Mass, because it's the same Mass. It's the same sacrifice of Jesus. There's one cross, there's one Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, and we enter into the same mystery. So whether you go to, to Bro Bridge, whether you go to Upper Lafayette to visit Father White, whether you go to to Missouri, whether you go to Taiwan, whether you go to Russia, if you enter into a Catholic mass, you are going to experience the same mass because we're entering into the same mystery that we've had for 2,000 years, which connects to 4,000 years ago. Next week, we're going to talk about how did we move from the Passover meal that was at a table to the temple because there was a progression. The Jewish people built the temple to worship God and there they built an altar and there they had priests and there they would bring the Lamb of God to be sacrificed and offered on the temple. Fascinating. It's going to be a fun, enjoyable conversation, but we can only take so much at one time. Three points today. The blood of the Lamb saved God's people. The blood of the lamb brought them away from being enslaved to foreign false gods so that they could worship God and him alone. Secondly, the Passover was surrounding a meal in which they consumed the lamb. And finally, memorial. When they celebrated the Passover, it was in memorial. It wasn't just remembering something. It was celebrating the actual act of God in their time every time they celebrated it. And I want you to listen throughout Mass, throughout the, the prayer, the priest prays. He's going to say, do this in memory of me. Do this in memory of me. We're going to be celebrating the reality of the mystery of God saving us right here, right now, in this church. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're battling with, God is fighting for you. He's fighting to take you away from foreign gods, from idol worship, whatever it may be. You're, you know your heart and you know what you struggle with. God is entering into our time right now. In a very real way, we're literally going to, to show you this. Catechumens are going to come up and, and we're going to pray a prayer of exorcism. In our time right now, God is going to come down and he's going to fight for his people who will be baptized in a few weeks. Because God wants to be pre real to us. He's jealous for us. Let's pause for a moment.
just considering the mystery of what we celebrate, let us be grateful to God. May he hear in our hearts gratitude for the gift of the Mass, for the gift of the Eucharist. Grateful for Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, whose blood was shed, whose body and blood we come to consume, who takes away the sins of the world.